0: That's funny because Karen and Karen used to give me blowjobs in the movie theater whenever we would go to the movies and it really gave me a rush of adrenaline and excitement. Yeah, I mean sometimes you just sometimes you just feel you, you feel the urge to do it and it feels good. Yeah. Okay. Well, give everyone my best. I'm sorry I couldn't make it for Christmas. All right, I love you too, mom. All right, bye. Welcome everybody back to the Class Act podcast. It is Friday, January 4th. 2019 and i know i've been away for the last couple weeks but it's been a very serious few weeks of respecting the troops during the holidays and again i apologize for my absence but i'm back now and that's all that matters since it is early january that means it is nfl playoff time and the nfl playoff matchups have been set um tomorrow it's going to be the colts at houston and Seattle at Dallas, and then on Sunday it's going to be the Chargers at the Ravens, and then the Eagles at the Bears. Um, honestly, I think this is a much better uh, field than last year's postseason, where the AFC was uh, excuse me, where the AFC was pretty weak, like it usually is, and that's why the Patriots win so much. But uh, I think this year's NFC field is, is a lot, AFC field, excuse me, is a lot better. Um I, I think I think the league is just better overall when Andrew Luck is healthy. Um let's see here. Yeah, I think I, I made a tweet a few days ago, uh labeling the biggest weaknesses for every team in the playoffs and why they aren't gonna win. I think the team that has uh at least for this weekend, I, I think that the Colts are gonna be able to win at Houston. I think I just trust Andrew Luck more than I trust Deshaun Watson and the Texans' offensive line. Uh, I, I think Andrew Luck is on one of those hot streaks right now, and I, I never, for the life of me, I've never understood how people have called him overrated because the Colts, really before this year, were literally one of the worst franchises in the league, uh, which is, which had been covered up by Peyton Manning's greatness for decades, and then Andrew Luck was able to carry them to a few respectable seasons and a few deep playoff runs because he again he's great too uh but the colts really is a franchise before this year it finally seems like they're starting to give luck some help and you can see it in the results after a slow start this year the colts i believe have won nine of their last ten and yeah i think andrew luck is, is on a hot streak and i think he's gonna win that's what i think um Let's see here. And then Seattle at Dallas. Uh, I think I, I think the Seahawks are going to win, again, because I trust Russell Wilson. I can't believe I'm saying that, actually. I trust Russell Wilson more than I trust Dakota Fanning-Prescott. Um, just as long as Seattle isn't on the one-yard line with a chance to win the game and in the final minute, then I think Seattle will win because we all know Russell Wilson is prone to throwing interceptions on the one-yard line uh, when a ch- with a chance to win a playoff game. Um but Dallas's defense is no joke, obviously. And it's gonna be very, very uh it's gonna be an entertaining game, I think. But I just I just think Seattle's gonna be too too uh too strong for it. I think Russell Wilson's the better quarterback and he's gonna win. Moving on to Sunday's games, uh the Chargers at the Ravens. This one's interesting to me, particularly because the Ravens their quarterback sucks. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, he sucks. He's not good at throwing the ball, and a quarterback is supposed to be good at throwing the ball. But he's a great runner, and the Ravens have like the best defense in the NFL, which is why they've been able to win uh, and get into the postseason and have a home playoff game. Um, that being said, the Chargers, the Chargers got a little bit of the short end of the stick here because they're they're tied for the best record in the AFC, and they had to go on the road for a wild card round. So. It's a little bit interesting how um, the Chargers might actually, though, in the long run, they might actually be better off on the road because their home record this year was 5-3, and three, and I say home in quotes. Their away record was 7-1. and one. Um, And everybody knows the Chargers have like probably the worst home field advantage in the NFL. If you go and you watch any Chargers home game, it's littered with visiting fans. So in a way, the Chargers might actually be better off on the road. Uh, as crazy as that sounds, um, but I think you know Philip Rivers has had you know he's had a pretty much a Hall of Fame career with the exception of he he hasn't made a Super Bowl let alone won a Super Bowl yet. So it's going to be interesting to see if he can finally get away with some of his playoff demons and help the Chargers win. I personally think I I, I don't think that's going to happen though. I think the Ravens are going to are going to win. I think the Ravens we just saw, the Ravens and the Chargers just played a few weeks ago. Uh, I think it's going to be similar to that game where um, the Ravens are going to control the clock and it'll be close win for the Ravens. Uh, they're going to probably win in spite of Lamar Jackson because, again, Lamar Jackson is a horrible passer. Uh, he might get better, uh, but who knows? He, so far, he's not very impressive. And it, it reminds me a lot of uh, Colin Kaepernick and RG3 where eventually... Uh, the league is going to catch up to you with this run-first scheme for the Ravens, but for right now, uh, the Ravens are on a hot streak, and I think that's going to continue. Now, here's the game that I'm most looking forward to, obviously, as an Eagles fan, is the Eagles at the Bears, uh, and the, the biggest concern for me is that that Nick Foles and the Eagles won't be able to get into the stadium Uh, shoulder field because Nick Foles' dick will take up the entire capacity of the stadium and people won't be able to get in. That's my biggest concern. I think the Eagles win going away in this game. I think that Nick Foles is way better in big situations than Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky's not good. The Bears are a lot like the Ravens in the fact that they really win in spite of their quarterback. They have a good running game. They have a great defense. They're at home, but I think, you know, I never thought after last year that I would see the Eagles in the playoffs as underdogs with Nick Foles at quarterback. But here we are, less than 12 months later, in that same situation. I think Nick Foles is going to lead the Eagles to a win. uh, Because the Eagles just play differently with Nick Foles in there. Um, They just feel like they they play more inspired. They play with more confidence, it feels like. Um, And I love Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz seems like one of the nicest guys in the world. And I feel kind of bad for Carson Wentz that... The Eagles' success these last few years has really come at his expense. Um, but I'm an Eagles fan first, and if winning means hurting Carson Wentz's feelings, then I'm sorry, Carson, but I'm going to have to go down that route. So uh, I think the Eagles win, I'll say 31-21. to 21. Let's, let's let's say that, yeah, 31-21. Um, that, so that's the wild card weekend. Here's the other thing that, you know, and everybody knows that I hate the Patriots and it's, 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 it's a a, a joke. It's a fucking joke that the Patriots have a first round bye. They're 11 and five, the same record they had in 2008 with Matt Castle when they missed the playoffs. Yet when Tom Brady goes 11 and five, he gets a first round bye. Tom Brady has gone 11 and five two times in his career, 2001 and 2018. And both times he had a first round bye. Again, the one year the Patriots go 11-5 and five without Tom Brady, they miss the playoffs. That's Brady's luck. Tom Brady is the luckiest athlete of all time. He gets a first-round buy and a home playoff game, and he'll only have to play on the road in the postseason if the Chiefs are able to win their game in the divisional round, and Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. He was the best player in football this year, in my opinion, but, well, at least on offense, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald overall is probably the best player, but on offense, Patrick Mahomes was the best player. Again, I, we'll we'll see if Patrick Mahomes if Patrick Mahomes is is enough to break the curse in Kansas City because the last time, and I'm sure everyone's heard this before, but the last time the Chiefs won a home playoff game, Joe Fucking Montana was the quarterback. Joe Fucking Montana was the quarterback the last time the Chiefs won a home playoff game. Bill Clinton's first term as president. That was the last time the Chiefs won a home playoff game. But at the same time, if the Chiefs are going to break that curse, you have to you have to feel like a generational talent like Patrick Mahomes is going to be the the way that they break it because again, Patrick Mahomes even in even in the losses, excuse me, even in the Chiefs four losses this year, was pretty incredible, despite all the idiots that are like, oh, he had turnovers, dude. You know, no, give me a fucking break here, folks. You actually watch the games. A couple of those turnovers came in garbage time, not garbage time, but late in the game when he had to try and force stuff down the field. Okay, when you put up 51 points, you're not responsible for your team losing. That's the facts. And people can't wrap their fucking tiny minds around that. And it's so infuriating as a fan. I feel like I'm the only person with common sense sometimes in the world watching these games. But that's another story for another day, folks. Let's talk about one of the other things from the last week of the game, uh, the last week of the NFL season, which was the fact that the Patriots and Tom Brady basically ran up the score on the New York Jets. Now, the New York Jets suck. They've always sucked, basically for save a few years here and there. Uh, the whole AFC East during the entire Brady Belichick era has sucked, uh, and you know Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the worst type of athlete in the sense that he's fake humble. And by that, I mean he's a guy that he'll go to the media and he'll put up this front and this fraud persona of, oh shucks, I'm just so happy and I'm so lucky to be here, and this and that and the other thing. And then he gets on the field, acts like a complete douchebag, runs up the score in garbage time, and and the media's like, oh, God, he's such a competitor. He's such a competitor. He wants to win. He's such a competitor. Duh. You know, and you hear... and. This last week, he was asked, you know, about stats, and he's like, I don't care about stats. I don't care about stats because I'm Tom Brady. I'm amazing, and I'm above stats. I only care about wins, which are a stat, by the way, but that's another topic. Uh, And again, in in Week 17, there's Tom Brady out in the fourth quarter, up 28 points, throwing the ball on a shitty 4-11 team at home. Give me a fucking break, Tom. If you somehow hear this, which you probably won't, but if you somehow hear it, fuck you, you're a liar, and Steph Curry is the same way, Steph Curry is the same fake humble shit, where he acts, again, has that aw shucks persona towards the media, and the media love him, and they give him a pass, and he goes on the court, he acts like a douchebag, he throws his mouth guard at people when he doesn't get his way, he throws a tantrum like a two year old, and this and that and the other thing, and he gets a complete pass for it, and I have no idea why, but it's the same thing with him and Tom Brady, and that's why I like to rag on them so hard, because really nobody else does it, I like to point it out, nobody else does it, so I do it. But that's just a side tangent that I went on. Um, as for my predictions for the playoffs, because I might as well get these in before the playoffs start, uh, I, I think the Patriots are going to go back to the Super Bowl. I, for, First of all, nobody's going to beat them in Foxborough. W- when the Patriots are in Foxborough, they're, like, unbeatable this year. They're 8-0. And it seems like all of their weaknesses in Foxborough magically disappear. Um, and, th- again, the only way that they're going to have to go on the road is if they have to go to Kansas City for the championship game. And like I mentioned prior, I don't trust the Chiefs. I trust Patrick Holmes to play well. But I don't trust the Chiefs' defense. The Chiefs' defense is one of the worst defenses in the league. And I think, considering the uh, tumultuous history uh, at home in the playoffs for the Chiefs, I, I think the Patriots would go into Kansas City and win. Um, but that's, you know, but... So I think New England's going to win the AFC. As for the NFC, I think the Saints are going to win. I Again, the Saints are very similar to the Patriots in the way that once they're in the Superdome, it seems like all their weaknesses disappear. And um, I, I don't even think a guy like Nick Foles is good enough to overcome the advantages that the Saints have in uh, in the Superdome in Louisiana. Uh, so that obviously means that the Patriots, I think the Patriots and Saints will be in the Super Bowl, uh, and they would be, uh, a matchup between two future Hall of Fame quarterbacks, uh, Drew Brees, and of course, Brian Hoyer. Um, and I really think that, uh, it would go down to the wire, but I think Tom Brady's luck will help the Patriots win. 31-28 is my final prediction. Patriots over Saints. In Super Bowl 53, 31-28. That's my final prediction right now. Um, moving on to more recent, or I should say more near future events, uh, or what, I don't even know what I'm talking about right now, but let's talk about uh, the big story right now in the NBA is James Harden. James Harden has been on a incredible streak Uh, The last 11 games, he's averaging like over 40 points or something like that. Just incredible, even though watching him, he he plays like a slob. He really is a slob. Like, he looks like a slob, and he plays like a slob, but, I mean, the the guy's a great player. He's a future Hall of Famer. He's an MVP winner. Um, He's just a great player, and over the last 11 games, he's averaging 41.1 points, 7.1 rebounds, 9.5 assists. He's doing it on an amazing... 14 he he's averaging 14 and a half three point attempts per game over the last 11 games he's averaging almost he's averaging 14 and a half free throws per game over the last 11 games and believe me i am one of the biggest i, I absolutely hate watching harden except for when he plays golden state i absolutely hate watching harden because he's definitely a ref baiter he doesn't dri- he doesn't drive to look to score, he drives to try and draw fouls, and it's irritating, and it's annoying, and it's frustrating because he actually does have skills besides just flopping. But he resorts to flopping, even though he has the ability to be better than that and actually produce on his own talent. But he decides to keep flopping. Um, and I said over a couple days ago, I said that he's he's better than Dwayne Wade, and I absolutely hate. James, Hard- I absolutely hate James Harden's game, but at, at a certain point, I mean, he's what, hes had, like, seven elite seasons now. Seven healthy elite seasons, James Harden, since he's been in Houston. he's This is his seventh year in Houston already. He's had, like, seven elite seasons and seven healthy elite seasons, actually. And, like, I'm sitting here like, well, why isn't he better than Dwayne Wade all the time? Like, what is the argument? I mean, I... I, I I can see, you know, the the Dwayne Wade fans are are very um, <clears throat> sensitive people. So whenever you suggest that Harden's better than Wade, they they throw a bitch fit. And I, I I'm not saying that it's it's close right now. But I would lean towards Harden because Harden has simply had like more healthy elite seasons than Dwayne Wade did. Dwayne Wade really had like let's see here healthy elite seasons two thousand five two thousand six. 2009, 2010, 2011. That's like that's five healthy elite seasons in his career, five healthy elite seasons in his prime, and that's that's pretty low. That's a pretty low number for an all-time great. And I've seen people say Dwayne Wade's like a top 15 player of all time. What the fuck are you smoking? Dwayne Wade was a great player, but he was he's not top 15. I don't think he's better than Harden. And, the, you know, the feather in, in Wade's cap, and Wade fans obviously bring this up all the time, is, oh, he has a Finals MVP and his 2006 Finals while Harden's a playoff joker. And I don't necessarily disagree with that, except for the fact that you cannot hate on Harden for shooting a shitload of free throws, but then turn around and use Dwayne Wade's 2006 Finals MVP to say Wade's better than Harden. Because Wade has that Finals MVP, in large part because the refs, gave him a shitload of questionable calls. So you're going against your own logic when you say that. To me, I don't give a shit about rings. You say, oh, Wade has three rings, or he won two of those rings as LeBron's sidekick. He wouldn't have even sniffed another ring without LeBron James. So I don't give a shit about two of, of Wade's three rings. His first ring, you could say Wade earned it, even though the refs gave him a big help. Um, but it's just, it's just ironic that uh, Wade fans use a heavily ref-aided award for Wade to discredit Harden for shooting a bunch of free throws, it doesn't make any sense. It's dumb, even saying it out loud. But that's how it goes. My wife left me. But again, I, I think um, I think Harden. I think with I think if Harden has a few. And then here's the other thing: Wade never had to go against. And I do think Harden is a playoff choker. I think he's he's certainly not the same player he is in the postseason as he is, as he is in the regular season. But at the same time, D Wade never had to go up against the Warriors that Harden's had to play against. So, like, if the 2006 Heat had to play against the Warriors teams from the last couple years, the the Heat would lose pretty handily. So, you know, I don't really really agree with, oh, it's not even close, Wade's better than Harden. I don't agree with that. And I, I definitely enjoyed watching Wade more in his prime, but I think Harden at this point has surpassed him. It might not be by much, but I think Harden has surpassed Wade. And I think with a few more elite seasons... From Harden because he's still in his prime. He's not even 30 yet. Uh, I think it'll really be even more noticeable. Um, the real the real question is, will Harden finish better than Kobe? Now that would cause I think if you if Harden was somehow able to have a few great playoff runs and, and win a few rings, then I think it would be a discussion. But that's you know that, that's another day. I think you know that that's getting a little bit ahead of ourselves now. But I think uh, I, I think that uh, Harden is better than Wick. In other NBA news, um, the Lakers. What are you going to say about the Lakers, man? Uh, let's see. Uh, LeBron's been out for the last four games, and he's gonna. it looks like he's going to miss another week or so with the strained groin that he suffered in a uh, Christmas Day win against the Warriors, which which was honestly the, the performance that the Lakers gave against the Warriors on Christmas Day after LeBron left was honestly one of the most impressive uh, performances by... Uh, LeBron's teammates that I've ever seen, and then they, then they proceeded to negate it by going one and three over the next four games without LeBron. They blew a fifteen point fourth quarter lead in one game against the Kings. Uh, it's just been, you know, when when you watch the Lakers play without LeBron, it's you know they're obviously they're just not the same team, uh, and they're a very flawed team, uh, and it just it's still irritating to me that the Lakers didn't go for Kawhi because they didn't want they, they to lose Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma in draft picks. And I've, I've, I have people tell me all the time, you really wanted to trade all those young pieces and those draft picks for Kawhi? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I want to trade three role players and two draft picks who will never be as good as Kawhi for Kawhi Leonard. I would like to do that. And right now, if you have the chance to get Anthony Davis... You go and get fucking Anthony Davis, okay? If that means losing Ingram and Lonzo and Kuzma and Hart, I don't care. You get fucking Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis and LeBron, as a duo, by themselves, will be good enough to get in the playoffs, okay? And much better than this fucking piece of shit team that the Lakers have right now. Excuse me. I got a little bit out of hand there. Got a little bit loud. I got a little bit too vocal. I apologize for that. I'm a single man now. I have to behave myself better. And I apologize, and it won't happen again. Let's see. Speaking of LeBron... Uh, he's recently uh, caused a bit of a stir by saying that he's the greatest of all time. Um, when in a clip from his show, where he said that winning the finals in 2016 was made him the GO. That it made him the greatest of all time, and uh, and people predictably, <coughs> excuse me, have lost their fucking shit. And you know what I? fucking love it. I love it. Fuck yeah, LeBron. You talk that shit. Fuck bowing down at the altar of Michael Jordan. Fuck Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, for LeBron's entire career, almost two decades now, has done nothing but shit on LeBron and throw shade at LeBron. Even when LeBron was at his peak, really, in 2013, what did Michael Jordan say when asked about uh, who was the best player in the world? He said, LeBron's probably the best player now since Kobe's injured. So Michael Jordan has really done nothing but throw backhanded compliments and insult LeBron at every turn. And you know what? Fuck Michael Jordan and fuck Michael Jordan fans who have done nothing but shit on LeBron's game for the last 15 years. You talk that shit, LeBron. Normally, I wouldn't be... Uh, a fan of an athlete, calling himself the GOAT, especially if he's still active. But in this case, I fucking love it because I'm sick of the same Jordan worship all over and over again. And I love seeing MJ stans lose their shit and shit their diapers because it's so entertaining and it's so fitting because they just expect everybody to bow down to Michael Jordan as if he's this deified god and this flawless god and somebody who never missed a shot, never lost a game, never lost a playoff series. And the, the biggest fucking laughable thing about this entire saga is this idea that Michael Jordan was some humble, team-first guy. And LeBron is this arrogant. And, you know, And hell, LeBron might be arrogant. I think LeBron's a psychopath. You know who else is a psychopath? Michael Jordan's a fucking psychopath. Michael Jordan is a fucking psychopath. This is a guy who called people bitches, who called people, hom- who called his teammates bitches, homophobic slurs, Badasses, every insult in the book. Michael Jordan called his teammates and opponents. He called opponents midgets. He said they suck. He did everything. He was ruthless. He was the farthest thing from being humble. He punched teammates. He went to Atlantic City the night before playoff games to gamble away money. He's the furthest thing from being humble. And yet, what do we have? We have, oh, this, oh, Jordan was too humble to so say he's the goat. Fuck that. Michael Jordan's a psychopath, and so is every other great athlete. Every single great athlete is a psychopath. You have to have something wrong with you upstairs to be that committed, to be that devoted, in order to get to that level. You have to be off mentally. And every single great athlete thinks they're the best. You have to have that mentality to succeed. And you should have that mentality to succeed. If you go into something and say, oh, this guy's better than me, you're going to fucking lose. You're going to fucking lose, and you've got to have the mentality of, I'm the best. So I fucking applaud LeBron for talking that shit, and to be honest with you, it's really not talking shit. In my opinion, it's probably true. LeBron is probably the greatest of all time. You know why? Because the Cavs are fucking 8-30 and right now. For the last four years, they were in the NBA Finals. They won a title. Now they're the worst fucking team in the league. You know why? Because LeBron James left. Now, I could say, oh, well, what about other players? We've literally seen this exact situation before. LeBron leaves, and the Cavs become the worst team in the league over four years when he was in Miami. LeBron leaves Miami, goes to Miami, they make four straight finals, they win two titles. It's been four entire seasons since LeBron's left Miami. You know what happens? They've won one playoff series since he left. Now, there's certainly other things that have happened, and I understand the Miami situation isn't as... Extreme as Cleveland is, but still. Jordan retires, goes to suck at baseball for a year. The Bulls win 55 games. Scottie Pippen, Horace Grant, BJ Armstrong all make the all-star team. Pippen and Grant put up the best averages of their careers on better efficiency than they did with Michael Jordan. Nobody talks about that. You know why? Because the Bulls didn't win the title in 94. Because of a horrible call by Hugh Hollins in Game 5 of the 94 four Eastern Conference semifinals that robbed the Bulls and was a key factor in them getting bounced in seven games. Nobody talks about that. the fact that the Bulls went to 55 wins. They won 55 games. The Cavs, don't, the Cavs are the worst team in the league. Like, you cannot just overlook that. And this is the thing that gets lost in, in these, all these LeBron-MJ debates. If you're going to go down the ring route, if you're going to talk about rings, Jordan's going to win that debate every time. Jordan's gonna win that debate every time. He's six and zero. He is flawless. Finals record. LeBron's three and six, and you know that's Le- LeBron's not gonna win that win that battle. And you can and there are people who say there. You know it, it all depends on how you evaluate greatness and what you evaluate more. Do you think it's more impressive to win rings on great teams like Jordan did, or do you think it's more impressive for a player to single handedly carry a shitty team? deep into the playoffs, like LeBron has with the Cavs multiple times. I think, personally, and I've always felt this way as a sports fan, I've always felt that a singular athlete in a team sport, it's more impressive and it's harder for one athlete to carry a shit team, to to uplift an entire franchise on his shoulders farther into the playoffs, deep into the playoffs, than it is to win rings on a great team. So that's why... I think LeBron is a better all-around player than Michael Jordan. I truly believe that. Now, if but you know, there, there obvious you know, there's the, the ring, the rings are gonna the rings are always gonna be there. But the rings are a luck of the draw type of thing. Because if Michael Jordan, let's say, you know, Michael Jordan, I know we've been over this before, if Michael Jordan had to play against these Warriors teams, he would not have six rings. LeBron has three rings. Alright? If you if you put these you put the Warriors teams with KD, and you insert them into the '96 season. Michael Jordan ends his career with three rings, just like LeBron. Okay? It's, it's a luck of the draw type of thing, and LeBron, unfortunately, has run into uh, the most talented team, the team with the, the greatest collection of, sing, of talent on one roster, uh, and he happened, and LeBron's happened to run into that, whereas... Michael Jordan got to play against Carl Malone, a pedophile who had sex with a twelve year old, and John Stockton, who failed to score thirty five points in nearly seventeen hundred career NBA games. Those are the facts. Those are the facts. Okay. And people don't like it. And this is why I always I always feel like the MJ LeBron debate is It's always going to be unfair to LeBron because LeBron is in real time. We get to see LeBron's warts. We get to see his valleys, so to speak, in real time. Whereas with MJ, people only remember the good moments. They remember the highs. They don't really talk about the bad boy Pistons years. They don't talk about MJ getting swept by a former garbage man, Larry Bird, and a couple other scrawny white crackers in the first round two years in a row. They don't talk about that. They don't talk about Michael Jordan losing in the first round to Paul McKeskey and some other scrawny guys and getting outscored by a preacher in the first round in his rookie year. They don't talk about that. People don't talk about that. Because as years go on, it gets further and further away. They don't talk about the Lakers being badly injured in the 91 Finals. They don't talk really about Magic Johnson having HIV, who was the best player Jordan played in any of his six Finals. People don't talk about the Blazers' second best player in the, 90, in the 92 Finals being a guy named Terry Porter. They don't talk about the Phoenix Suns in 93 being one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Okay, They don't talk about Gary Payton being injured in the 96 Finals and the second best player on the 96 Sonics being Sean Kemp. They don't talk about how watered down the mid to late 90s were with expansion teams. They don't talk about how the NBA shortened the three-point line to help Michael Jordan average more points because he was a shitty three-point shooter. People don't talk about these type of things because it's not in real time. It's not in real time, okay? All the the off-court shit Michael Jordan did, all that shit... That would not fly in today's era, okay? Michael Jordan played in the perfect time where he was able to market himself and Nike's marketing campaign was amazing and they helped raise him to a deified level where he's viewed as a god. And you know what? I'd be wrong to say that the hype, most of the hype wasn't warranted because Michael Jordan was by far the best player of his era. This, this isn't a situation like Tom Brady or Kobe Bryant where it's a lot more hype and there's really not much talent And, you know, Michael Jordan really was the man for his era. But as the years have gone on, people have continued to make Michael Jordan even better than he actually was and to make him to the point where he was flawless, which is why every single time in the playoffs LeBron loses a game or LeBron misses a shot late in the game or LeBron's team uh, doesn't win, it's always MJ wouldn't have done that. MJ wouldn't have done that. MJ wouldn't have passed it. People don't talk about John Paxton on the the game-winning shot In 93, in Game 6 in the Finals, Michael Jordan on the last possession didn't even touch the ball. John Paxton made the three that prevented the series from going to a Game 7. People don't talk about, in the 92 Finals in Game 6, how Jordan went to the bench to start the fourth quarter with a double-digit deficit and the Chicago Bulls bench players brought the Bulls back. People don't talk really about Steve Kerr getting the pass from from Jordan in Game 7. Of game 6, excuse me, in 97 to, to help stop, uh, to help prevent a Game 7. They don't talk about Michael Jordan shooting 5 of 19 in Game 6 in the 96 finals. All the stuff you can go through, the, the, the stuff is there that if Michael Jordan played in today's era would get talked about a lot more. So it's not totally fair to LeBron. And it will never be fair to LeBron because he has to play in real time with with way more eyes on him than Jordan ever did. That's just the facts. And MJ fans, they don't like to hear it. And LeBron haters, and I, you know, if if you don't if you don't like LeBron, if you if you don't like his politics, and I don't necessarily agree with LeBron's politics a lot of the time. I thought his comments about the uh, you know the slave mentality. I thought that I thought that was stupid. But look, you know, there's one thing between hating a guy's you know, opinions and hating on a guy's game. I think Michael Jordan's a horrible human being, but he's one of the two best basketball players of all time. That's where the difference is between, I think, a lot of LeBron fans and a lot of LeBron haters. LeBron fans are still able to recognize that Michael Jordan is one of the two best basketball players of all time, whereas LeBron haters go after LeBron's talent and his ability, and they act like he would be average in the 80s and 90s. That he wouldn't be able to handle the physicality. That he would somehow shy away. And it's ridiculous. And quite frankly, it needs to stop. Stop it. If you're a LeBron hater and you hate on his game, stop it. Again, you can hate his opinions. You can think he's an asshole. You can think he's arrogant. But you can't hate on LeBron's game. Because he's the best player in the world. And he's the greatest all-around basketball player of all time. And those are the facts. All right. Uh, let's, let's do you know what? Let's talk about... Let's talk some soccer. Let's talk some soccer. We haven't talked about soccer yet on the podcast. And let's talk a little bit about soccer. Okay, we're done talking about soccer. Let's get back to some sports that Americans actually care about. Uh, j- well, j- Let me just wrap up with the NBA here. Uh, the Warriors are still going to win it. I don't care uh, how much shit they might be going through right now. Until I see them down, if, until I see the Warriors lose four games and seven tries, I'm going to believe they're going to win. They could be down 0-3 in a series, but I don't care as long as they have five All-NBA players on their roster. Until they are actually eliminated, I will think they are the favorites to win. And so all this media shit you see about, oh, are the Warriors in trouble? No, they're not. They're not. They're fine. They're fine and they're going to be fine. So just shut the fuck up, media. You're fucking annoying. You make up a bunch of shit. That ruins and poisons people's minds, and I'm fucking sick of it, and I'm here to end you guys. All right, folks, that is the end of this episode of the podcast. Uh, I am now going to drown myself in alcohol and pray that my wife comes back to me, but until then, stay classy and respect the troops.